Welcome to the Halloween Unleashed Podcast. And now, here are your hosts for the week. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special announcement. Um, Wanted to get this out. I'm going to make this as quick as possible uh, because uh, a lot of raw emotions I'm still feeling and um, I'm, I'm dealing with things one step at a time. And I want to be informative about what's going on uh, currently, but I want to be as brief and short as possible because. I don't want to end up like I was last year um, when I was talking about the the passing of my dog. I don't want to go on for five minutes just sobbing and crying and, and, and be that person. So while I had a break in uh, what I'm currently dealing with, I had a moment of clarity that I just wanted to put out to everybody that listened to the show that have sent in countless uh, messages that have uh, commented on my pictures and stories that I've shared um, over the last several days. Um, if I go into too much of my history, I'm going to cry, so I'm, I'm going to just... I'm going to keep it simple. Um, the man who raised me, um, I've called him Big Daddy uh, my entire life because he wasn't a grandfather and he wasn't my birth father, but I called him Big Daddy. Um, I called my grandmother Big Mama. They raised me from the time I was born until the time I, I went out on my own. And Big Daddy was, is, and always will be my dad, my best friend, and my hero. He was a brutally honest man. He was a good man. He's the type that would coach you hard and hug you later. He's the type that had such a zest, thirst, and passion for life and its inner workings. He was an entrepreneur. He unbelievably gave selflessly to others. He had a very strong moral compass and he was my strong moral compass in times when I was mixed up and going through my late teens, early 20s and getting into that stage of my life. He was my moral compass and I I fought with him. But looking back with perfect 2020 hindsight, the man was always right. 
when I decided to become a husband, I was scared to death. And he was my moral compass in saying, just like always, he'd be there right by my side to make sure I didn't screw it up. When I later decided to become a father, and I was wrestling with that and struggling with that news, he was right there by my side to tell me what a what an amazing father I'm going to be. And if I wasn't, then that means that he failed in his job. And he wasn't going to let me do that. When it came to starting my own business back in 2017, it was on Father's Day and I'll never forget it, the conversation I had with him when I said, uh, I'm thinking about going out on my own. When you decided to go out on your own, how did you do it? What made you think that? What made you decide it? And he shared with me all the all the reasons he became a business owner and wanted to move out on his own. And once again, he said, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. As it was for me. He said, but I watched you manage and run my business for close to seven years. And I did everything I could to teach you how to run business and be a businessman and to be an entrepreneur. And you're not going to fail at that either. I won't let you. For the last several years, he's been fighting a very angry unforgiving, violent disease. Early on, it was diagnosed as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, which you've heard on this podcast where I have connected with Marianne Hagen from Halloween 6. That's where we bonded, was through our dads battling the same disease. And she's talked about it openly, and so have I. This past July, he went into the hospital on a freak thing where he was sitting, just finished lunch, was about to play a card game with his wife. And she immediately noticed his his shoulders sink, his jaw open, saliva running out, snot running out of his nose. She thought he had a brain aneurysm or a stroke and called 911. They kept him there for two days, running tests, trying to figure out what happened. They couldn't figure it out. But the neurologist that they paired him up with to do the follow-up said you were misdiagnosed four years ago 
you don't have Parkinson's and you don't have Alzheimer's. You have Lewy body dementia with Parkinson Parkinson's isms or Parkinsonians. So you have all the characteristics of Alzheimer's and dementia, and you have all the characteristics of Parkinson's, and it moves at a much more rapid pace. And we watched over the last three to four years, watch this cognitive side decline, watch him lose weight and get weaker watched him suffer through apathy, depression, loss of mobility. But Big Daddy was always a man that no matter what you put in front of him, he'd kick out of it. And he'd come back and he'd prove you wrong. When he went into the hospital in July... He was already on a downward trajectory. I think this COVID stuff really set him back and and set him on a deeper path because when you have this disease, the idea is to get out and stay interactive and stay this and stay that. But for three months, we didn't see him because we were thinking – If he happens to catch COVID from one of us and we happen to give it to him, he doesn't have the immune system that's going to be able to kick out of that. And I could never live with myself if one of us gave it to him just because we were wanting to be in his life. But at some point, we saw that he was declining and said, we've, kids and I pretty much sealed ourselves off for, for months. We need to start being in his life so that we have no regrets. And so that started a weekend tradition that, you know, to always go over and do something with him. During the week, two, three times a week, I'd go over and I'd spend a couple hours over there with him, watching a movie holding his hand, telling stories, telling him about my day, telling him about my week, talking about the kids, whatever it was. When he came out of the hospital in July, he lost his ability to walk. And then he was in the wheelchair. And once you go into a wheelchair, you typically don't come back out when you lose your mobility like that. I watched as his speech got worse and worse in the last six to eight weeks. I was starting to go over in the mornings and at night, sometimes throughout the day to help get him to the toilet because he couldn't do that anymore. Bottom line is I've watched him lose, 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 lose. Get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. 
But in the back of my head, I kept saying, this is Big Daddy. He's going to kick out. We're going to figure out a way to make this work. He still got at least another year before we got to worry about a home or this disease getting so bad to the point where we need 24-7 care. And then he always called me his boy. He was a good old country boy, so he was like, hey, boy. You know, that was kind of like his thing with me. Whenever Jacob would come into the room, he would say, there's my boy. Thinking Jacob was me when I was little. When I was walking into his house over the last few weeks and I noticed he stopped saying that to me, I realized he didn't know who I was anymore. I realized that whatever I had with him was gone. And I was a guy that was coming over to sit with him and take care of him while his wife did her doctor's appointments or ran to whatever appointment she had. And then he said to me, he said, uh, are you from the hospital? Are you the doctor? He had no idea who I was. This was last Tuesday. Those are the last words he ever spoke to me because since then he stopped eating, stopped drinking. He was already on board with in-home hospice care, like where they would come in once a week and just check up on him, see where he's at. Well, when he stopped eating, they let us know that this is basically the beginning of the end and you got to prepare for the next two to three weeks, probably being it. Friday night, the nurse came by and informed us that based on what she has seen in her experience, now we don't have a, an instruction manual to tell us when the exact time and day and date is. But she said, if I had to guess doing this as long as I've done it, I would say you got about a week to 10 days. I keep taking pauses because I hit the pause button so I can cry and then come back with my, with my thoughts. People have said all the right things and I know because I've been one of those people that have had to give messages and talk to people and empathize with what they're going through and it all sounds good. You know, uh, he's not going to suffer anymore. He's, he's going to be looking down on you. He's going to see Big Mama again. He's going to be healthy again. He's going to be released from this disease. He's going to... All these things that we say in hopes to make people feel better or cope with the loss or the pain or whatever it is. This may sound selfish, but I just, I don't want him to die. I don't want him to go, but I also don't want him to suffer. 
when they moved over here 11 months ago, he didn't even make it a year. I thought they had two, three, three good years left before things got to this point. That he could bond with the kids, that he could spend time with them, get to know them, they can get to know him. He and I could rekindle our lifelong father-son relationship, our best friend relationship. And once again, he could be that moral compass in my life that guided me when I needed it. Little did we know that there was going to be a global pandemic that came in four months after the fact and changed everything. I'm thankful for all the times that I've gotten over the last 11 months. I'm thankful to be the guy that has been able to take care of him over the last few weeks. I'm happy to be the guy that has been able to give back and show the love, the compassion, and the selflessness to him that he showed me. When he never, when I was not his responsibility. He is my grandfather by marriage only, no blood relation to me whatsoever. And the man loved, raised, nurtured, cared and poured in every ounce of love, guidance, and piece of wisdom that he had to a child that was not even his. And in fact, whenever somebody would say, his name's Jason, Jason, is this your boy? He'd always say, yes, that's my son. I'm going to leave it with this. I have an audio clip that I'm going to play from a couple years ago. I did his legacy video when I saw he was really starting to struggle with getting words out. I'm going to play it, and then it's just going to go to credits. Um, before I play it, September 21st, we were going to do a watch-along Halloween 6 reunion on September 29th live that's not going to happen because of the circumstances that have come up um we will be back for the october 25th season finale and then i'm probably going to take a few months off where i'm i need to really regroup and get myself back because uh i'm gonna need to have some counseling through this because it's it's not going to be easy. But I thank every one of you for reaching out. I did this episode because there's a number of you that, that are on Facebook or on my Instagram that follow and have said all the right things, PM to whatever. But we got over 2,000 people and there's going to be a portion of that audience that is going to say, not going to understand why we don't have a new episode and I wanted to be transparent with all of you and live by what I set this podcast out to be. And that is unleashed, unfiltered, and just brutally honest. 
that's what I'm dealing with right now. I don't know outside of the live episode on October 25th when we're going to be back. I don't know. But I thank each and every single one of you for the love, for the... I haven't had the words to come back and, and get into a typing thing with each of you. I would usually just send back a heart acknowledging that I that I, I recognize it and that's my thank you. But I'm crying so much every other minute that I just... I don't have the words right now. I really don't. I've been a mess. This is the longest I've gone, but I've had to stop this episode several times to let it out and to gain my composure and come back. But there it is in a nutshell of what's going on in my world and what's going on with the show. But here's a there's a snippet from two years ago. He may not know me now, but I know how he feels, and this clip will prove it. Thank you for listening. I'm blessed with what I've been able to have. The uh, beautiful wife, kids. And I hope they all remember me. Well, you're my hero, so. <laughs> You've been a dad to me that I never would have had. And I thank and the Lord for son. you. I thank the Lord for you every day. Me too. With you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, too bad that we're so far apart. Thanks for listening to Halloween Unleashed. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe anywhere you download your podcasts. From Apple, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then join our social media channels at our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash Halloween Unleashed. On Instagram 